Hallelujah, hallelujah. We come to give you honor. We come to give you the glory and we come to give you all the praise. For you alone are worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And I welcome each and every one of you to the prayer call this Wednesday morning, which is February the 15th, 2023. You know, yesterday was the day of love. Valentine's Day. Many expressions were received and seen everywhere. It was a day that was filled with hearts and kisses and words of endearment. But the greatest expression of love came from above. And that is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. From the Passion Bible, it says it this way. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. John 15 and 12 out of the Passion says, So this is my command. Love each other deeply as I have loved you. Verse 13, For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. Proverbs 18, 17 says, I will show my love to those who passionately love me. Let me ask you, are you passionately in love with Jesus, the unique Son of God, who gave his life so that we might have life everlasting? The Word of God is his valentine of love to us all. Hallelujah. Amen. This is this is the best quote, okay? This is the best love quote. I looked this up. And it is, life is the flower for which love is the honey. Being deeply loved by someone gives you strength. Well, loving someone deeply gives you courage. We are most alive when we are in love. The only thing we never get enough of is love. And the only thing we never give enough of is love. Think about that. If you know God loves you deeply, you have strength, and loving him deeply gives you courage. We can never receive enough love apart from God, nor do we give enough love. Because if we did, the world would change. It would be different, wouldn't it? Well, our team this morning, I would like to introduce them to you. But before I do, let me say a quick welcome to each and every one of you that have called in this morning. I pray you feel the love of God this morning. I want to recognize our pastors of New Destiny, Miss Bishop Christopher Carl Smith and Lady Adrian Smith. God has truly blessed this house by sending them to shepherd and be leaders of influence, not just in the church, but the community as well. My name is Heather Dawson. I am the facilitator for this morning. We have Sister Tanika Smothers, our controller, who sets up the call, making it possible for us to come on. 
So I say good morning to Nika, and God bless you. Thank you for your part in making all this possible. We also have Sister Myrna Whetstone. She will share and pray over the requests this morning that have been received. So good morning, Myrna. How are you? Good morning, Mother. I am wonderful. Thank you. Amen. It's good to know that you're wonderful, honey. Our devotion leader this morning is Elder Claude Lang, and I greet you this morning, Elder. How are you? Good morning, Mother. I am doing excellent, and good morning to Sister Tanika and Sister Myrna and Bishop and our pastor. Good morning to everyone. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Yes, and you know, as um, Elder Claude prepares to share the word with us, let us open with just a word of prayer. So in prayer, important that we pray. Father, we take charge. We take charge of this time and pray over Elder Claude that nothing can hinder nor distract, nor take away from your word that is about to be given. May each one that is listening hear the word of the Lord this morning. I ask, Father, that you use Elder in a mighty way, and that our ears are open and our hearts are ready to receive what you would say to us this day. We pray in Jesus' name. So, Elder Claude, we're ready, so please come. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that prayer, Mother. And so, a good morning to all again. And we're going to look at this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, John chapter 8, verse 36. Uh, and this is... Uh, Quoting from the NLT version, it says, So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. And we know it as if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. King James Version. Now, if you read this chapter, you'll see that Jesus is having conversation with um, uh, quite a mixed crowd of believers and non-believers and those who, who were always against him and trying to trap him and set him up, uh, try to get him to make mistakes and things. And, but uh, he continues. He's, and he, he's painting a picture and telling them that I am the Son and God is the Father, and I am in authority by the Father, and the Father has given me power to set free. So where once we were slaves to sin, because he does talk about that in that story, he says once we're, we were slaves to sin, we are now free by the authority of the Father through the word of the Son. The previous scripture, as it says, it says that slaves are not permanent members of the family. But the son is a permanent member. Therefore, if the son, 
as a permanent member of the family with all given authority and power from the Father sets you free from your former life of slavery, then you are free forever. The word also says that he gave us power to become sons, not just free, not just free from slavery, but now we've been given power to become sons. This is in John chapter 1, verse 12, where it says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Jesus continues with this conversation with them, and he's basically telling them, you know, your resistance is, well, you're, you're, uh, God's not your father, and the way you're treating me, you know, you say that you're Abraham's seed, but and Abraham is your father, but Abraham, he knows me, he remembers me, and and he wouldn't treat me this way. And you're doing this because you're not receiving the truth that I'm giving you. God wants us to be sons. He wants us to be permanent members of his family. Jesus is setting the building blocks of the New Testament church by establishing the right of sonship. And in the midst of the flow of change and transformation, as you always know, there is always adversity, pushback, resistance. And there will be tears in the wheat. But Jesus you keep if you read this, he's so cool and calm and above all merciful in the way that he handles this. Why? Because his sheep and his disciples are watching this interaction. There is so much happening in this moment. Uh if if if, if I keep going in it, um we We'll be here for a while, so we need to move on. But uh, I only suggest that you pray and read this chapter again for yourselves and, and ask the Lord for a deeper revelation and and see what happens because there's a lot in this, uh, in this interaction. So, however, in the life of the builder, okay, Jesus is showing us, how to discern the light and the darkness, the truth and the lies, the flesh and the spirit, the good and the evil. He's showing us how to stay focused and not get rattled or distracted by the tactics of the enemy. This resistance, of course, it, it can be in, in many forms, an and improperly sown seed in your life, in your heart, or your own failure to cultivate the word in your life so that it doesn't take root. But if you cultivate it, it will take root in you. It will ground you, and it will establish you, making you ready for any season, any storm, 
with crashing waves or beating winds. Yes. If you look in uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 4, it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite, favorite books. Uh, Verses 6 to 8 where it says, So we built the wall, and all of it was joined together to half its height, for the people had a heart and mind to work. But Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabians, the Ammonites, the Astrodites, they heard that the walls of Jerusalem were going up and that the breaches, the holes, were being closed. They were very angry. Has the enemy ever come against you after you've had a wonderful and awesome time? You received the word. You got a word. You got fired up, you know, you know, and, and you were in the presence of God, and you got some assurance, and you got some strength, and then here comes the devil. Oh, man, with all of his old stuff and, and, and all his old thoughts and, and all of his old tricks. And it just seems like he's just doing that backcourt press. You just got the ball in play, and we're not even nowhere near the basket. And he's just all in your face. Well, you this this is this is an, a perfect example. Okay, the walls are only halfway built, and they are angry. They're mad because why? Because they are losing their access to you. The enemy is being shut out from your life. Like the walls of that great city, Jerusalem, in the days of Nehemiah, we too are a wonderful work of God. And he is the author and finisher of that work in us. How? If we continue to work with him. That work, if we continue, will be finished. And at every step and at every level, we will see the results that we hope for. Some of us, I know some of us, may still have a few cracks, breaches that we need to work on, that we need to allow the Lord to work on and fill and cover. We need to close those gaps up to prevent the enemy from having free access in and out of our lives. Proverbs 25 and 28 says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. The the NLT version says it like this, A person without self-control, you come into play. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls where the enemy and anybody can walk in and out of your life. Self-control is cultivating that truth in your life. Self-control, it's, it's that development and that relationship of time and commitment spent in prayer and study and worship in God's presence and his word. It's building up your strength and your faith and your trust in him. Yes. He has called 
all of us to the work on that wall in our lives. Let God build in you his authentic plan for your life. Protect that work. Protect every inch, every foot, every hour, every ounce of of victory that you have. Protect the work. Stay on the wall. Keep working and building kingdom purpose in your life and in other people's lives until he comes. Let's pray. Lord, give us a mind for building your kingdom in the hearts of men. Give us stable minds. Give us, Lord God, steadfast, Lord God, purposeful, thoughtful minds, Lord, that, Lord, think on purpose, good and righteousness and virtue and and strength and joy and, Lord God, triumph. Let us think of triumph, not losing, but winning, Lord. Help us to remain steadfast, unmovable, a building, Lord God. Let us be strong to to build with one hand and ready to defend our ground with the other, having the proper weapons, Lord, of warfare that are not carnal, as your word says, but that they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds to cast down every imagination that it tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of God and to destroy every yoke, taking every thought captive and bringing it into the obedience of Jesus Christ. Lord, let your word, Lord God, as it says, to let us, the redeemed of the Lord, let us say so and keep saying so. Help us, Lord, the modern-day church, to understand what that means, the redeemed of the Lord. Help us to know that in this dispensation so that those that have been set free may truly live free and remain free, never returning to former bondage, but moving forward from faith to faith and glory to glory. Amen. 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 That was that was an awesome that was an awesome devotion this morning, Elder. Thank you. Thank you for uh allowing the Lord to just um put in you the revelation, a deeper revelation of John eight and thirty six. You know, um we wonder maybe sometimes why we Pray in the name of Jesus. And it's because the Father gave him the power, gave him the power to set us free from sin. So it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Um, He gives us, God gives us the power to become sons of God, to be part of his family. You know, maybe you don't have family in the natural but, oh, what a family you have in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, um, it was one of the other things that you said that I thought was wonderful, too, but that, you know, we need to close up the gaps that are in our lives. We can't ignore them. 
we can't just continue on in life and having these gaps because this is where the enemy comes. And it's very important, very important that we close those gaps, you know, and protect, protect God's work in you. Protect it. Stay on the wall. You might feel like coming down because when the enemy comes, just like Elder Claude said, you know, you may have had a time of great, um, how shall I say, joy in the Lord. You've had some blessings that just have been poured down upon you. And then all of a sudden, here comes the enemy. He comes to take you off the wall. But as was shared with us this morning, protect that work that God's doing in you and stay on the wall. Stay focused. Stay focused. Hallelujah. Once again, thank you for that word. That was wonderful this morning. So I'm going to say at this time, we're going to get ready for prayer. And I'm going to ask the Father that as we come into the time of prayer, that you, Lord, as these needs are going to be lifted up, that you will use Myrna to pray with power and with the authority. Because she has that. We have that. We have the power. We have the authority. As we come before our Father with the needs not just ourselves, but for others. So I'm asking, Lord, that you will flow through Myrna this morning as she comes at this time. So, Myrna, we're ready for you. Father God, we just continue in prayer. We come before your courts this morning, first and foremost, thanking you. Thank you for your presence this morning, Father God. You are faithful. You are good, and there is none like you. We exalt you this morning because you and you alone are worth. We thank you for meeting us here and for allowing us to experience your goodness. Father, we lift up Kiana cold clue to you this morning. She desires protection on her job and forgiveness of her sins. Father, we pray and cover Kiana with Psalm 91. We pray Kiana will dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and she shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. She will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver Kiana from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. The Lord will cover you, Kiana, in his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, Kiana, and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is your refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, 
nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You, Kiana, shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot, because you, Kiana, have set your love upon the Lord. He will deliver you. The Lord will set you on high, Kiana, because you have known his name. You shall call upon the Lord and he will answer you. He will be with you in trouble. He will deliver you and honor you. With long life will the Lord satisfy you, Kiana, and show you his salvation. Father, help Kiana and touch her heart, Father God, to know that you, Lord, will never go back on your word. You spoke it for a reason. And you'll do what your word says you'll do. You will back it up. We pray, Father God, for the helmet of salvation over Kiana's mind. So whatever thoughts that come into her mind, Father God, of any past mistakes, that she won't listen to them, that she won't make room for them. Once Kiana asks you for forgiveness, Father God, that's it. It's done. You've forgiven her. We thank you, Father God, for Kiana right now. May Kiana rest in that, that she is forgiven. And help her, Father God, to learn how to forgive herself so that she may move forward towards everything that you have waiting for her. Father, we thank you for Kiana and her honesty, her brokenness and her willingness to admit she's done wrong. The details don't matter, Father God. What matters is that she desires to turn herself completely around and to go in a totally new direction. We thank you, Father God, that her heart is repentant towards you. Father, comfort Kiana where she is this morning. May she experience your sweet presence. May joy be restored back to her, and may she walk with her shoulders back and her head held high, knowing that you are with her, that you have never left her, nor will you forsake her. Father, in this prayer of forgiveness and protection, we extend it to anyone else on this line that has experienced the same thoughts, the same emotions, the same the same storms as Kiana. And we ask, Father, that you would cover each and every one of them now with your goodness, with your holiness, with your love, with your peace, with your confidence and with your joy. May hearts be turned towards you, Father God, so that lives will be changed for the better. Father, we know that there is none like you And we're so grateful for your unconditional love. We thank you, Father God, for always, always meeting us exactly where we are. We thank you, Father God, for all the hearts that you touched this morning. And we praise you in advance for the testimonies of changed lives that will come forth. 
In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Myrna. Thank you for that beautiful prayer, not only for Kiana, but for each and every one of you. I pray that you just heard what was spoken, Psalms 91. You know, Psalms 91, you should pray daily in the morning. Pray it at night before you go to sleep over yourself, over your family, over your friends, over your church. Psalms 91. And I pray that you listened as Myrna prayed this morning and realized that's for me. That's for me too. Hallelujah. So as we've joined our faith with Myrna, in praying for Kiana, we do declare victory in the situation in this that she has requested over her life that there is victory. You know, Mark eleven and twenty four tells us we boldly believe. We boldly believe that what we have asked for This morning, what we've asked for in prayer through Myrna. And we are convinced that we have received it. So you have to believe it. You've got to be convinced. Then then you will receive it. And it will be ours. It will be Kiana's. Hallelujah. So I say amen, amen, and again, amen. Well, I want to go back to um, Elder Claude to see if he has anything further that he wants to share with us before we end our uh, call this morning. So, Elder Claude, do you have anything else that you would want to share? Yes, just quickly, uh, Mother. I just wanted to reiterate, you know, how Jesus had came and he set the example of the church in the earth as it is in heaven. He has uh, shown us that we are the church, and he is the builder. Jesus tells us that we have the authority to kick the devil and the enemy out of our lives and out of any place. And we have the authority to build up that empty place again to new life. We can do this for others and for ourselves. Why? Because we are sons and daughters. We are permanent members of God's family and household. And if you know if you're in a household, you have keys. And we have keys to the kingdom that gives us power and authority to bind and to loose. And most of all, to live free. If the Son of God sets you free, you are free indeed. Be free, beloved. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Elder. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, This should put a spring in our step this morning, right? No matter where you go, whether you're going to your job, whether you have appointments, whether you are just at home, there should be a spring in your step because Jesus has set you free. So, Father, thank you. We just worship you. We give you honor. We give you glory. We thank you for this time that we've had together on the call this morning. And thank you that according to John 8 and 36, that if the Son sets you free from sin, then become a true Son and be unquestionably free. Hallelujah. We've been set free. We have been set free. So guard and protect. Guard and protect your life. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Read the word of God. Pray. Come before the Father. Because he longs for us. He longs for us. Did you know that? He really does long for us to come into fellowship with him. Amen. Well, I just want to thank all of our team this morning for the part that they played in making the call possible. And now we're going to end the call, and Sister Tanika is going to open the line for a few minutes where we're going to pray together in the Spirit. And I just want to invite you to join us tonight, if you are able, uh, in the sanctuary at New Destiny, Pittsburgh, at 7 p.m., and then again on the prayer call tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there who would benefit by getting up early. And it is early, 5 a.m. in the morning. Share it with them. Invite them. Say, come on. For half an hour, it will set your day in order. Hallelujah. Amen. It has been good to be with you this morning. So now I'm going to ask if... uh, Sister Tanika will open up the line and we're going to just pray together in the spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Tanika, please open the line. <laughs> 